podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Hell on Heels podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Brianna. I'm Amanda. And episode 10. This is 10, right? We're into double digits. I believe so, yeah. Oh, shit. Holy shit. We're into double digits. We made it. We're We're still here. Yeah, somehow we're still here. I don't know. (laughs) Now we just need to make double digit uh, downloads every single day. Um, We do have a listener in Brazil. Which was so exciting when I uh, saw that. I was like, oh my God, please, like, like, please email us. Yeah, please I, teach me how to dance. I don't care about the dancing. Just please email <laughs> us because my hips do lie and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> the song is My Hips Don't Lie. Yeah, but mine do lie. So, you know. <laughs> 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 all right how are you guys better than than ever how's that know? study studying going okay you so, had to ask i look, know sorry so we don't have all really, tangents <laughs> okay that's fine that's fine i'll just say one thing i'm not too concerned about the other three exams that i have but this one exam i've got 35 multiple okay i've got 50 multiple choice questions, including true and false questions. I have six short answer questions, and then I have an essay question, all to do in a span of two hours that I have to write down on paper. I don't get notes. I don't get anything. Okay, literally all of the short answer questions are asking about, like, Describe this theory in depth and explain reasons how it relates to this thing. Then the essay question is literally asking me to explain 10 separate theories from those short answer questions and explain in depth how they relate to that situation. No. Yes. He went cross-eyed <laughs> listening to that. So Yeah, I, for real. I mean, it's... It's just absurd, and I have to do that all in a span of two hours, and I don't get my notes or anything. Like, how do you expect me to study for that final and then my other three finals that I have? Well, the bright side, though, is that bullshit that you just said is the light at the end of this tunnel. It's Like, that's it. You just got to get through that and fuck their essays. You're done. That is the class that I have to get at least a C in. Because it's one of my quote-unquote major classes. And currently I've got an A. But I have my total as 286 points. And I have the total that's supposed to be in, like, the total before the final as 450 points. So I'm missing a total of... What is the final worth? 150 points. Okay. So I'm so literally before the final, I'm supposed to have 450 points, and currently I have 286 points total. I've got 266 points out of 286 points. Is it too late to change majors? Girl, I'm graduating literally in seven (laughs) days. (laughs) 
<laughs> I told you that say. paper chain was worth it. I literally did that just for y'all. I didn't do it all today just for y'all. Oh, well, you'll get it. You'll be fine, Brie. Yeah. We have How's faith in you. everyone else? Thanks. Um, well, I am dog sitting, as I showed you guys before we started. So I've got the crackhead and the nut job here. <laughs> the nut jobs? The nut job is Peanut. That's my little sister's puppy. So they're mm. sisters, but they're separated now. So mm. that's who the nut job is. I've got a dog in here with me right now, Buck, because my in-laws are here. And Exciting. he is being surprisingly protective of Annie, He, which is weird because he's ridiculously anxious he's my perpetual colonoscopy is what i call him because he's always like right up my butthole but he i had her in her little swing rocker thing whatever the hell it is i don't know still waiting on that maternal instinct to kick in but so she was in her rocker on the floor and when they would like bend down to touch her or love on her or something buck would back up out of anxiety but he would growl out of like protection so i'm like you can come with me. But I got her birth certificate yesterday, so that's exciting. She's like a, a whole person now with all the she proper wasn't documents. a whole person before? Uh, I don't think so in the eyes of Uncle Sam. But now yeah, she's got all of her. They have to have like social security card, birth certificate. Yeah, they have to have. Yep. You ha literally have to have at least two forms of documentation claiming mm -hmm. that you are a citizen. A but that doesn't mean she's not a whole person. She's still a whole person. Very true. I mean, to me, she was. I pushed her out of me. She was a whole ass person. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. So now I can't wait until she gets older and she can start comprehending so I can make jokes about, like, her having a birth certificate and her father doesn't. Really excited for that. Wait, he doesn't have a birth certificate? <laughs> no, he was born in South Korea. Uh, so he has a chancellor's certificate of birth abroad. So I like to pick on him and tell him he doesn't have a birth certificate. <laughs> He's not certified is what you're saying. He hasn't exactly. been registered. <laughs> Everyone but. go register your humans. <laughs> everyone, everyone go register your husbands right now at the closest court to you. Or your humans. It's He is my human, so... Jack is my human, too. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started. So, as promised, Brie, I am doing the Morgan Geyser and Anissa Wire case from last last time we talked, which is... Oh, the yeah. Sorry. Slender... Don't get too <laughs> excited. <laughs> Jeez. Um, or the Slenderman attempted murder. You guys can go ahead and just go straight into picture number one. And picture number one, I don't remember what it is. Oh, I do know what it is. That is a picture of Peyton Laut Lautner? Lutner. I think it's Lutner. Um, Lautner? L-E-U. Lutner. Oh, Lutner. Lutner. So on the left is Peyton or Bella. In the middle is Morgan Geyser. And on the far right is Anissa Wire. Did she go by... You said a second name for Peyton. Peyton. Is interchangeable with Bella from all the stories I could read. So she went okay. by Bella, but Birth her name legal Peyton. name is Peyton. So 
So this takes place in Waukesha, Wisconsin. On the night of May 30th, 2014, all three of these 12-year-olds, Anissa, Morgan, and Peyton, had a sleepover for Morgan's 12th birthday party. Morgan and Peyton, or Bella, had been friends from a very young age, from like fourth grade. And Anissa and Morgan had become friends in the past about year because they had been riding the same bus, lived in the same area, kind of had some some of the same interests. Um, And Anissa and Peyton had met through Morgan. The girls had just kind of the typical 12-year-old birthday party. They went to Skateland and then they went back to Morgan's house. Morgan's mom stated they were just being typical 12-year-olds, running up and down the stairs, holding hands, doing all of the 12-year-old sleepover things. I mean, yeah, I remember going to the skate park when I was 12, you know, and just hanging out there. Yeah. I remember going to the skate, what is that thing called? The skate center? Skate, like you said, skate land, like the roller skating yeah. rink. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, which, whatever it's called in your city. Yeah. I don't That's remember. The one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I remember it too. So, I mean, just the typical little kid things. The following morning on May 31st, 2014, the girls reportedly had donuts and strawberries for breakfast. And they asked Morgan's mom if they could go to David's Park, a wooded park in the area. Before leaving for the park, Morgan Geyser had taken a knife from her kitchen and reportedly showed Anissa the knife on their way to the park. The girls played on the playground until they got tired, and at some point, they all three went into the bathroom where Anissa had been trying to tell Peyton, hey, go to sleep. Can you put yourself to sleep? And all of these just really weird things. And Peyton was not down for it. She was uncomfortable. She didn't want to. And she kept telling Anissa, I don't want to go to sleep right now. No, thank you. I would like to not sleep in this public restroom. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's a little weird to like... By the sound of it, it didn't sound like she was actually forcing her to go to sleep. But, I mean, just saying, hey, can you go to sleep? Go to sleep right now. Just yeah. kind of sounds very intimidating. And, and I'll, no, explain, I'll explain why that is. I just haven't. So, when Peyton refuses, Anissa finally lets up. And the girls go outside and they're like, hey, let's play hide and seek. And Peyton initially was like, I don't really want to play hide and seek. That doesn't sound fun. But Morgan had promised her that she could choose the next game. So Peyton's like, all right, fine. We'll play hide and go seek. Let's do this. Now, this is a wooded area and the girls enter the woods and they begin playing hide and go seek. And this is where Anissa and Morgan pin Peyton down. Anissa reportedly told Morgan, go ballistic, go crazy. Anissa had walked about five feet away, turned her back, and tells Morgan now, and that is when Morgan begins to attack Peyton. Just before she began her attack, Morgan said, don't be afraid, I'm a little kitty cat, and she whispered in Peyton's ear, I'm so sorry, and this is where she began stabbing Peyton. Morgan Geyser stabbed Peyton while Anissa stood by, and she stabbed Peyton a total of 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso, 19 times by a five-inch blade that she took from her kitchen. Holy shit! Uh Uh-huh. Anissa told Peyton to lay down and to be quiet because she would lose blood slower. They had moved Peyton away from the road, and Morgan and Anissa told Peyton that they were going to go find help and left her for dead in the woods. Peyton was able to drag herself into a near, onto a nearby road where a cyclist found her bleeding and begging for help. And you guys can go into picture two, which is just a picture of Peyton. I was going to say, cy- it kind of sounds like 
I don't know, the way that Morgan said, I'm so sorry, or like whispered that in her ear. And then they like dragged her over to a place that was like semi safe. You know, it kind of sounds like they like actually care about it, but like something is something is telling them. Certainly amiss with this case, which is why I'm going straight into details and it's afterwards you'll get a lot more clarity. But the cyclist that found Peyton. They called 911 and Peyton was rushed to the hospital. Two of the stab stab wounds were to major arteries. One missed a major artery in her heart by one millimeter, and another stab wound went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. So, real rough. And when asked who had attacked Peyton, she stated, my best friend. Morgan my heart out. Yes. Morgan and Anissa were found near Interstate 94, in Wisconsin after having walked just about five miles from the crime scene. And you guys can go into picture number three, which is just the picture of Morgan and Anissa. Now, detectives immediately begin questioning Anissa and Morgan. And really, Anissa and Morgan don't hold anything back. They're 12 and they're giving all of these details. And during interviews, Morgan stated, I didn't want to do this. And the detective asked, why did you do it then? And Morgan responds saying, because I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't. And she later says that stabbing Peyton was necessary. Now, before I elaborate on that statement, I'm going to go into a little bit of background about Morgan and Anissa. There's not a whole ton. They're only 12 years old. But Morgan, according to her mother, and this is this is what I got from a an HBO documentary called Beware the Slenderman. Um, according to Anissa's mother, Anissa had our, not Anissa, I'm sorry, according to Morgan's mother, she had always been quirky and she kind of marched to the beat of her own drum. Her mother stated from a young age that Morgan didn't always react the way you would expect her to react to things. And an example she gave was when they were watching Bambi. And everyone who is traumatized by Bambi, you all know the scene I'm going to refer to with Bambi's mother. And instead of Morgan being sad or scared or anything like that during that scene, um, her mother reports that she said something to the effect of, run, Bambi, run, save yourself. So she wasn't sad about the mother dying. She was opposite reaction. And her mother actually stated in this documentary that there are several different times or occurrences where she, being Morgan, um, didn't really react the way they expected her to. Well, I mean, I totally get that thing as a parent, but I feel like you shouldn't expect a child to react to certain things. I mean, not all children, I guess, have um, the empathetic nature that it is to be sad when Bambi's mom dies, you know? It was mostly the fact that her parents were like, we were expecting her to be sad. Like, we were hesitant to show her this movie because we did expect her to be sad. And she didn't react in that way. That makes sense. They were aware that Morgan had some strange interests. And they really didn't think much of it because they thought, all right, well, she's 12. It's probably just a phase. No big deal. And realistically, it was fairly harmless. Um, Strange interest in what? I'm going to get into that in just a second. Um, Morgan also believed in things such as Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, until she was at least 11. 
And her parents were like, we're not going to kill that dream. Like, she's a kid who's in a hurry for their kids to grow up. Let her believe in Santa Claus. So that's really... I literally believed in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and exactly. all that jazz until I was 12, 13. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to lie. So, really, in, in my mind, that's not too crazy of an age to still believe. Like, you're probably right on the cutoff where you're going to start tapering off. But I I don't think you're too old to believe. Now, a little bit about Anissa. There was a little bit less about Anissa. Her father was very involved in her life. They had like an open door policy in their house. She could be on like FaceTime, but anytime she was on FaceTime, her dad would poke her head in and be like, hey, who are you on FaceTime with? And he said it was always with classmates for choir projects. So she did have an iPad, but he said it, I mean, she didn't really fight anything when they said it's time to put it away. And he really saw no signs of this happening. Like, he saw no warning signs. Anissa's fourth or fifth grade, fourth and fifth grade teacher stated that Anissa was an outlier in school and she didn't really have any solid social connections. So, she was a little bit of a loner in school. Now, that's just their quick backgrounds. Again, there's, they're 12. They don't have huge backgrounds on them. Now, during interviews with te- with detectives, Morgan and Anissa revealed that they had stabbed Peyton in order to become proxies or servants for Slenderman. So that is one of those strange interests that Morgan's mother referred to was, well, we didn't think anything. The, the one that I commented on, yeah. You guys can go on to picture four. I've got a little bit of background about Slenderman. I didn't want to go too much into depth on him just because I think we could probably do him in a whole separate story. So just very, very brief background here. So Slender Man is a popular character who's found on Creepypasta or other similar websites like that. Um, He's basically today's day and age, like the boogeyman. He is... Um, he can actually be the creation of the Slender Man can be traced back to 2009 as part of a contest by an Eric Knudsen. And Eric Knudsen had created this Slender Man character. Some people believe, nope, I don't know why that's there. That's in the wrong spot. Okay, so Slender Man is a tall, lanky, like he's got long arms, long legs. It's a man. He wears a black suit. He is paper white um, and he has no face. There are some reports that he has like tendrils that can come out of his back that he can control to strangle people, things of such nature. Um, And he's often known to terrorize or to take children after they've seen him. So that's really the basics of Slenderman. Depending on that, going back to the case, if he were to take the children after he had seen him how do why do they say that they have to kill or to hurt this person in order to hurt Peyton in order to um that's within my next couple bullets so give me yeah (laughs) um so with the Slenderman there are I, I mean there's talk of of like you, you guys know the idea of collective thought, something being created from collective thought. So there's the idea that Slenderman could possibly be created from co- collective thought. Now, Anissa during interviews stated that Morgan had wanted to be a proxy or a servant and said that they had to kill Bella in order to prove their worth to Slenderman. 
if they were able to become proxies or servants to Slenderman, then they were going to be able to live in the Slender Mansion, which was in the middle of Nicolette uh, Nicolette National Park. So that's why they felt as though they had to kill someone. And during interviews, Morgan actually really shows no remorse or empathy or really any emotion during her interviews with detectives. She's very flat. Um, Anissa, on the other hand, she is very visibly shaken. She's crying. You can hear her pitch. Like, you can just see on her. She's panicked. She's scared and, and everything. Now, during these interviews, a lot of details come out. Morgan states, Anissa said we had to or else he would kill their families. And when asked who he is, Morgan stated, um, a man. And... Morgan also ends up stating that Slenderman picked Peyton for the murder and not they didn't choose him, Slenderman did. And Anissa had made it seem necessary that they had to kill someone. And Morgan later actually reveals that she would see Slenderman in her dreams, which, if you're believing this lore, that also means that Slenderman is stalking you. So you've seen him, he's now stalking you, and when he stalks you, bad things happen. Morgan had told Anissa that she had claimed to see Slenderman when she was about five, six, that type of stuff. So Morgan is already saying, oh, I've seen Slenderman and now he's in my dreams. He is stalking me. And as for Anissa as to why she was so adamant is she wanted to prove the skeptics wrong. She wanted to prove to people that Slenderman is a real creature. And so when Morgan presented the idea of becoming proxies and killing Bella, Anissa was actually initially excited. She was surprised and excited because she's trying to prove that this creature is real. Anissa actually ends up stating that the original plan was to kill Peyton the night of the sleepover, to hide her under the blankets to make it look like she was sleeping, um, and Anissa and Morgan would run off and they would head to Slender Mansion. So that was their initial plan. But Morgan backed out and she said she wanted to give Bella one more morning or Peyton one more morning. So that that's about or that leads us to where they go into the bathroom where Anissa is trying to get Peyton to go to sleep. Can you put yourself to sleep and things of that nature? Um, And that's because Anissa and Morgan had created another plan to kill Bella in the bathroom. They stated that they had seen a drain that would let the blood go down the drain and they could just prop Peyton's body up on a toilet and she would bleed out there. And they would have time to run off to the National Forest. The thought that these two 12-year-olds are putting into this is horrifying. It really is. And the reason that Anissa was trying to get Peyton to put herself to sleep is because she had read online, heard online or something. She'd heard that it's Easier to kill people when they're asleep or unconscious so you cannot see the reflection in their eyes. Because if you can see yourself in their eyes, it's like you're killing yourself. And so that's, that's where that persistence of can you put yourself to sleep, can you go to bed comes from. Now, when Peyton is refusing to put herself to sleep, Anissa actually either pushes or hits or something to um or she hits Bella and that causes Bella's head 
to hit the back of the wall. And this is Anissa tr trying to actually knock out Peyton. Put her unconscious so that they can continue with their plan. Now, at this time, Morgan hands Anissa the knife and Morgan says, I thought we agreed that you were going to do this. And at this time, Peyton is so confused. She doesn't know what's going on. She's like, weirdos, what are you doing? Oh, and man. during their interviews, Morgan actually said, I can't do this. I'm too scared. And Anissa actually, so Morgan had said she can't do it. She's too scared. And Anissa actually begins to soothe Morgan, according to her accounts, petting her like a cat, trying to calm her down. When detectives ask, like, well, what plan number is this? Like, what was, you know, what's going on? Morgan actually says that Anissa had come up with several plans and it was hard to keep track of all these different plans. So, I mean, they're both thinking about different ways to do it and all of these just crazy, crazy things. That leads us to when they begin playing hide-and-go-seek in the woods. And this is a quote from Anissa when she's in her interview. Anissa stated that it would be like, and I quote, lionesses chasing a zebra. So that was what she equated when they started playing hide-and-go-seek. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we know what happens after that. We know that Peyton is stabbed. We know... Um, the horrific events after that. Peyton does survive, so she's alive and well today. What I'm confused about is just flashback for a second. I remember you saying specifically that Morgan said to Peyton while she was stabbing her, she said, something, something, I'm a cat. And Don't then, be afraid I'm a kitty cat or something yeah. to that effect. And then you said during the interview that Anissa started petting Morgan. Morgan. Uh, Anissa or Nisa started petting Morgan like a cat. How it, does that have any correlation? Uh, not that I could find. I think that's more just a coincidence. Okay. Now, like I said, Morgan didn't really show a lot of emotion. She didn't show any emotion during these interviews. And at one point she even asked, is Bella okay? Or is Peyton okay? And she even goes into depth to clarify, is she dead? And officers responded saying, we don't know. We don't know that information. And she just kind of says, oh, just wondering. There was that. We can escape and, and go to the Slenderman Mansion. That's why. Well, I, we'll get into those details. But during interviews, Morgan also stated, and this is a direct quote, Truth be told, I wanted to be locked up so that I couldn't hurt her, but I really didn't want to make Anissa mad. It's um, hard enough to make friends. I don't want to lose them over something like this. And according to Morgan, the last thing that Peyton had said to her was, I trusted you and I hate you. Which we can't really blame Peyton at that point. Now, as for Anissa, she stated that part of her wanted the plan to fail, but the bad part of her wanted, wanted the plan to succeed. She wanted Peyton to die so that they could escape to Slender Mansion. And during, during these interviews, this is just kind of some of the random or odd things that were said by the girls. Um, Anissa had actually asked 
the detective or the officer interviewing her how far she had walked because she's not very athletic and it was the furthest she'd walked. Just really random questions like that. Now, when detectives kind of ask, like, do you think Morgan is completely to blame for this and that type of stuff, Anissa did say that she didn't think that any of this would have happened if she hadn't shown Morgan the creepy pasta. So she's kind of owning up a little bit, saying, well, I might have perpetuated this a little bit. Now, while the girls were walking along or near the interstate, Anissa says that she had a breakdown at one point and she had said she wanted to call her mom. She wanted to go home. She was scared. And Morgan had said that they would spend the rest of their lives in prison. And reportedly at this point, Morgan also broke down and even said, Slender, if you're listening, please help us. And nothing happened, obviously. Now, that's just reportedly that was something that Anissa had said during interviews. That's kind of more of the highlights during their interviews. Some more of the findings that they actually end up getting. Um, first things first, to clarify any questions, because everyone's thinking it, is what's going on with Morgan? Morgan was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia and oppositional defiant disorder. So she did have a mental, or she does have a mental illness. Her father actually also suffers from schizophrenia, but he has a high functioning schizophrenic so he in this documentary described how he is able to separate his hallucinations from reality so he he's able to do that and her parents also knew there was a risk one of their kids would have schizophrenia just genetically because of her dad so they knew there was that risk and just to clarify schizophrenia is not inherently a dangerous illness. Basically, when the delusions are so strong and the person inside doesn't allow themselves to get treatment, then it becomes dangerous. So when the delusions are taking over is when it becomes dangerous. Morgan actually recalls having hallucinations as early as three years old, saying that she would see ghosts that would bite and pull her hair. And she did tell her parents, but she's also three years old. And so they just kind of thought it was a bad dream, something like that. They didn't think too far into it. So Amanda, when Annie starts saying that ghosts are biting her and pulling her hair, please take it seriously is what we're saying, because we don't need her going crazy. Oh, no, no, no. I will definitely take it seriously. I've uh, already started stockpiling because I'm going to burn the house down. Oh, okay. Good. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I will take it You're seriously burn because I will believe. Down? Oh, hell yeah. Bye. Bye I house. will believe that it is an actual ghost. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, my poor girl. She's, she, she knows she might have something uh, psychologically wrong with her. No, I'm going to be like, James, there's a fucking ghost in this house and we need to burn it down. We need to move. We got to buy another house. Yeah. So, and James I mean, is going to believe that shit. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> Not in a million years. No. Exactly. I sent y'all the picture a while back from, uh, we have like a fancy baby monitor. So if we're not at home, we can check in on it, Annie when the, she's oh, sleeping. Oh, the creepy photo of Buck? Yes. It was, was, uh, it was a creepy photo. I saw, and I'm at home, by the way, in the bedroom with this thing and my child. And I sent James a picture of it. And I was like, babe, what the what the fuck is this? Like, this is creepy as hell. And he's like, 
I don't know, it looks like smudges on the mirror. And I'm like, bull motherfucking shit. It looks like a creepy clown face. <laughs> it was it was smudges on the mirror. I cleaned the mirror because it was from Buck's damn nose. Um, I cleaned the mirror and it was gone. But that shit, I'll post it on Instagram and all that because it was creepy as hell. And y'all can tell us what you see because I see demonic figures. Well, of course we're going to see demonic shit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So... That's how our brains work. Exactly. So Morgan, so her parents didn't really think anything. They didn't think it was a symptom of a larger illness. And Morgan also stated that she can hear and see things that people, other people cannot hear and see. One account in court from a, a psychologist, a doctor, I forgot what their title was already, was that Morgan had gone into a ramble session about how one of the students in her class was actually a pegasus so just really weird things and weird beliefs from morgan um, that really solidify her schizof- uh, the diagnosis of schizophrenia she also again as early as three has had sensory perception disorders where in her mind she is seeing a person change slightly or she's seeing colors change just really weird things that she is physically seeing in the moment and i missed something (laughs) i think amanda saw when my cat literally was like so he was trying to get up on my desk right and so i pushed him off a little bit and then he fell off of my my legs and he just he scratched the shit out of me and it hurts so bad All I saw was a cat take a tumble. (laughs) I just, I saw a cat on the screen, but I was like, don't get distracted. It's just Simba. It's fine. (laughs) So. It wasn't Simba. It was actually my ghost cat. No, I have the ghost kitty. No, I I actually have one too. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to do a whole. We're going to have to do a whole conversation about our ghost kitties another day when we don't have to crunch for James. Okay, um, way to make me lose my spot. There were also also statements made about Morgan not being concerned about prison because she would use Vulcan mind control and other such statements. And also when Morgan would be asked, what if Slenderman doesn't exist? She would get very oppositional and she really couldn't tolerate the thought that he wasn't real. In her mind, he is real. And as far as she's concerned, he can't be proven false, so it must be true. Morgan had also told officers that it had to be done because Slenderman ordered it. She believed that she could communicate telepathically with Slenderman, and if she didn't do what Slenderman wanted, her and her family would not be safe. Even after the attempted murder, Morgan talked about Peyton as if they were still friends. Like, in her mind, things hadn't changed. It was necessary for her to take those steps, and Bella or Peyton should understand. Now, in Morgan's room, investigators had found numerous notebooks and drawings and writings that were portraying Slenderman and other such things. And so they did find all of those, which, again, solidifies that she really does believe in Slenderman. And on Anissa's phone, so we're switching from Morgan to Anissa, 
On Anissa's phone, authorities found a, it wasn't clear if this was a text message or a note. I'm fairly certain it was a note because I feel like if my child sent me this text message, I'd probably have a panic attack. But they did find a note that says, This is my final wish to those who care. Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love and cherish you all and wouldn't do you harm. So, that sounds like a suicide note. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm, I'm with you. It I'm does. Freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was just like on a notepad. I mean, 2014, it wasn't, I don't think she had a fancy phone. Um, yeah. I think it was just more on like a notepad or something, or maybe it Could was it have been or... on like her iPad or something. It was on a I phone. I said on her oh, okay. Phone. Yeah. Okay. But like you said, it could be a text message that was never sent, like just a draft. Yeah. But I mean, that's just, that's just kind of scary. I mean, a 12 year old or 13 year old, you know, writing that. Yeah. In the notes. Now, during court proceedings, both girls were actually tried as adults in 2017. And this is after various cases and appeals by their attorney who were trying to get them tried in juvenile court. Now, the reason they were chosen or it was elected to try them as adults is because this was a violent, premeditated crime. They thought this out. And also the judge mentioned something that said, what happens at age 18? This is a very crucial factor in this decision to try them as adults because he couldn't guarantee the public safety if they were released at age 18, which hypothetically they would be tried as a juvenile. Morgan was charged with attempted first degree homicide and Anissa was charged with attempted second degree homicide. The court ordered that Anissa have no contact with internet or the co-defendant Morgan, so those two couldn't have any contact. And in 2017, Anissa pled guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, and a jury actually found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. And this is because experts said that Anissa had a diminished concept of what was real and what was not real, making her susceptible to influences. Um, but she doesn't have characteristics of a psychopath or a sociopath. So she was susceptible to these different things of the Slenderman being real, of Morgan's very strong belief of Slenderman. Anissa was sentenced to 25 years to life. So she got a kind of a middle medium sentence. Now, Morgan, she did accept a plea offer under which she wasn't going to go to trial and she would be evaluated by psychiatrists to determine how long she would be in, placed in a mental hospital. She was later found not guilty by reason of mental disease or de- defect from her schizophrenia, which we've already gone over. And she was actually sentenced 40 years to life. So her, she had a steeper sentence. But in a mental institution and not in Correct. prison. Okay. Just wanted to Correct. clarify that. So, at a court hearing on March 10th, 2021, Anissa, who is now 19, she submitted a letter to the court stating that she was sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused, not just to L- Lutner, but to my, compu- to my computer as well, to my community as well. And she also stated, I hate my actions on May 31st, 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. On July 1st, 2021, Judge Michael Bohren ordered 
Anissa be released from a mental health institute at which she was residing at at the time. The judge also gave officials 60 days from July 1st. And this also meant that she would be incarcerated or at that mental facility for 60 days as well. Um, But he gave state officials to draft a conditional release plan that required um, that she be assigned a State Department of Health Service case manager to track her progress until she is 37 years old, which is 25 years from when they commit the crime. Anissa was released on September 13th, 2021. So very recently, she was just released. And some of the stipulations of her release include 24-hour GPS monitoring. So she's got an ankle bracelet. She is not to leave Waukesha County without permission. She will also have her internet monitored. And she's not allowed to use any form of social media. She's also required to take medication. And is to be personally escorted to regular counseling sessions by caseworkers. And she is required to live with her father during her probation period. So for 25 years, or uh 20 years, I guess, she's required to live with her father. I am sure that if she were to get married or things like that, the terms of her probation could change. But right now, that's what she's looking at. Now, in 2020, a court appealed Morgan's petition to be retried as a juvenile. Her attorney argued she should have been charged with attempted second-degree intentional homicide. And they also argued that she had made statements to officers prior to being read her Miranda rights. So really, ultimately, both of these girls truly believed in Slenderman at the time. They both were like, yeah, that's, that's, he's gonna fuck us up. And it really, the documentary really explained why they might truly believe in this because there's the benefit of the belief. So when you believe in Santa, you get presents, you benefit. And if you believe in Slenderman, I guess the, in my mind, if you don't believe in Slenderman, you're at more of a risk because what if he's real and he really does kill my family and friends? I'm going to benefit more by believing because then I can take steps to prevent this from happening. So it's really that um, that belief behind it. Now, the wooded area where this occurred has since been cleared, um, so it no longer stands. And just some other items on this case that happened in 2014. Um, the Tuesday following the attack, the actual Slenderman creator, Eric Knudsen, released a statement saying, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy tragedy in Wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by the by this terrible act. So an administrator at the Creepypasta Wiki said that the stabbing was an isolated incident and it did not accurately represent the Creepypasta community. And he said that the Creepypasta Wiki was a literary website and that did not condone any murder or satanic rituals. So Creepypasta is coming out and saying we're not okay with this. And members of the Creepypasta community actually held a 24-hour live stream on YouTube on June 13th and 14th, 2014, to raise money for Peyton. An administrator, again, said the purpose of the stream was to show that members of the community cared for the victim and did not condone real-world violence because they enjoyed fiction that contains violence. And this case actually raised a lot of debates on the effect of on the internet for children. So how the internet affects children. And 
I mean, there were a lot of debates, and basically what it comes down to is monitor what the hell your kids are looking at online. And from everything that I could find, Peyton is pursuing a medical degree, and thus far she's doing very well in life. There was an interview she actually did, and she said, I think they asked, what would you say to Morgan if you saw her? And she said, I would actually say thank you. What she did has led me to pursue a medical degree. Wow, that's, I mean, that's incredible that she's pursuing a medical degree. I mean, my sister currently is pursuing a medical degree. And I mean, that just the stress that the MCAT put on her is just incredible. I mean, that's amazing that she's doing that. Good for her. Yeah. So that's my story, as promised. So, Amanda, I went into your um, Google Drive already, and I Mm -hmm. see that you have a Google And I'm wondering if you are asking us to read that, and if so, I will volunteer. Oh, no, those are my notes, because I did them on my phone, and I just sent them so I'd be able to read them. No, you're good. You're good. I feel you. I mean, if you want to read them. (laughs) No. But, uh... (laughs) Hell on, so, uh, hell, hell on, on flip flops. Yeah. yeah. Hell on flip flops coming soon, y'all. We'll <laughs> read each other's stories. <laughs> really, the issue with not the issue, what that's going to be is a hot mess. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Which that's going to be Patreon only content. So you're yeah. going to have to subscribe to hear us make fools of ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on that Honestly, level, we're we still all, here. We, we kind of already do make fools of ourselves. But you'll have yeah. to hear us make even more fools of I just showed you guys <laughs> dog genitalia. Not even my dog. <laughs> once we get, and this is just a rough ballpark, but once we get 15 subscribers on Patreon, we will do, we will start doing Hell on Heels, Hell, Hell on Flip Flops every week and posting that as well. Yes. You are a warm pup. Okay. Well, Amanda, it is your story time. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm going to scream at dogs this whole time. Okay, Amanda, your story. Go time, go. Go team, go. Okay. So I started off on a quote from a book called Marie. It was written by Laura E. Richards and published in 1894. What is a loop guru? Oh, well, it was the most terrible thing in the world. Sometimes it was a wolf and sometimes it was a man or a woman either, whichever it felt like in its wicked heart. And always it could take your heart out and then you died because you could not breathe without your heart. So a rougarou. No, you couldn't breathe without your lungs. It's both. Oh, okay. I mean, true. Yeah. Yeah. But both are necessary to breathe. Yeah, yeah. because blood into your lungs to get them to like expand and what's the opposite? word of band yeah flatten yeah collapse that's the word Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say what amanda was saying and i thought you said reason but i mean you can't essentially your lungs can't expand and deflate i guess collapse Mm -hmm. or flatten without your heart pumping blood into them and that's kind of the same for like all of your bodily functions as well Anyways, so basically, yeah, hearts are necessary for survival, in case y'all were wondering. We're right. good at anatomy. <laughs> lungs, 
We're really good at a lot of things. We're good at anatomy and anatomy one oh one, y'all. <laughs> you heard it first right here. Hell on. Oh, you guys now are um puppy puppy gendering experts. <laughs> oh, speaking of math, by the way, Bryce, I signed us up for an online math pentathlon club. I hope you're ready. One plus one is two, sometimes eleven. I'm so glad you didn't sign me up for that shit. Amanda, I if you want to win, husband up. Okay, perfect. I was gonna say if you want to win, leave me out of it. I'm actually kidding, y'all. I didn't. I just kind of want <laughs> your reaction. <laughs> Anyways, please keep going. A rougarou or a loop guru is a cryptid based on medieval French folklore. It mainly resides in stories told in French-speaking areas of Canada and Cajun Academia in the United States. Loop in French means wolf, while gurul translates to man who can turn into wolf. So it's a werewolf. It's a French werewolf. Oh, do they have French howls? Yes, they say, <laughs> la woo, la woo. <laughs> You hear that, Pina? It's le woo. <laughs> that is how you. That is how you howl in French, and also <laughs> offend all of France. So I'm sorry. Sorry, France. <laughs> the puppy says she's French. She's gonna start going le woo. Wee wee. Wee wee. Which is what she needs to do is wee wee. <laughs> Cajun lore uses both of those two names interchangeably and a metric fuck ton of different ways of spelling it. But I know it as a Rougarou, so I'm going to say Rougarou. But there's Rougarou and there's like two or three different ways you can spell that. And then there's also Loop Guru. It's the same thing. So a Rougarou. 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 Sounds like something that uh, Scooby-Doo would say. Ruga, 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 ruga. That's literally <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> a rougarou is most commonly described as having a human body with the head of a wolf or a dog. That is creepy as hell. So it's not Girl. a werewolf. No. no. But, I mean, with clothes on and shit, how could you different? it were like i have not even scratched the exactly surface. okay exactly. i'm so sorry you've literally told us what it is and we have not stopped <laughs> okay please continue it is basically a werewolf that's said to live in louisiana bayous the main difference between the typical werewolf and the rougarou is that while a werewolf is commonly thought to lose control of his human's thoughts and intelligence when it shapeshifts the rougarou is able to maintain those which is just nightmare fuel what do you mean so typically a werewolf when you transform into a werewolf you're basically just like acting on pure bloodlust but the rougarou they are they're able to maintain their form of thought so it's like an intelligent werewolf where they can do math and shit if they need to. <laughs> do you okay, think good they're to know. doing math? So do if think- I turned into a Rougarou, I could easily, you know, just continue doing my math homework, regardless <laughs> if it were a moon. 
So if you become most a of your math homework, and I'll get to that later, but yes, you can do some simple math as a Rougarou. So if you're a Rougarou, you can still do the, uh, what was it that you just said you signed us up for? The math along? Yeah. Some so you of can it. still yes. do it as a Rougarou. You can no do way. some math and you know um, where Belgium is. Oh, okay. <laughs> What if I don't know where Belgium is now? I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah, where literally. <laughs> I, I don't I know where Belgium is. I didn't until I saw it on the map. Okay. Thanks, Ellie, for that. We know where yes. Belgium are. is in Germany, right? Belgium, Germany? No. I learned that. It's not. It's only I know thing. they have like. Do they speak German chocolate. in Belgium, at least? Do they speak oh, German have, in Belgium? Uh, shit, if I know. Ellie, you're asking the wrong Ellie, one. um. Will you let us know if they speak German in Belgium? We're hey, assuming Siri, no. Do they speak German in Belgium? Question mark? Belgish. I don't know what they speak. Belgish. <laughs> the Kingdom of Belgium has three official languages. Dutch, French, and German. They oh, do yes. speak German. There you go. German. Dutch, Dutch French, and German. French and German. <laughs> Did your Siri have an accent? Yeah, she's got a British accent. I like her that way. Oh, okay. My phone doesn't talk to me. I like her mine. that way. Yeah, mine doesn't either. <laughs> Not even on the GPS. You shut your mouth. Just let me follow the map, ma'am. Well, I'm the same way, definitely on the GPS, because I, I literally hate it when it just goes down in volume on like my songs or my podcasts or whatever, especially when I'm belting out my songs, you know, like full on, and then it just goes take your next turn in 0.5 miles or in half a mile. And it's so annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, please I continue. Feel that. <laughs> so the Rougarou was described in multiple ways, which is just terrifying because what the hell am I even looking for? Yeah, literally. It's pretty much always described as big, hairy, having sharp teeth with a long snout and long claws. That's most... I have a Rougarou right here. Long snout, <laughs> sharp teeth, chewing on my shit. Literally Simba. <laughs> most Stop of it. the time, it looks human, but when it transforms, it can have the head of a dog, the head of a wolf, or a hybrid of the two, like the classic wolfman. But it's also been said that it can take the form of any creature that lives in the bayous. For example, what? one story that I found, it claims, or the person that's telling the story, they claim that the Rougarou appeared as a calf that got hit by a car on the highway. But when the driver got out of his vehicle, the calf had vanished and an uninjured man, apparently a Rougarou, was walking away from the spot where the creature was hit. So it can be literally fucking anything that you would find in a swamp. How did they establish that this young man was a Rougarou? <laughs> I mean, apparently. That's what, that's what they said. Is it? Like, that's creepy. Oh, wait. Is, like, a, a calf that's been hit by a car, like, a common thing to find in the bayous? It's definitely a common thing in Texas, I can tell you that. Literally, oh my yeah. gosh, the last time I drove from Texas to Arkansas, you know, you have to drive through Oklahoma and everything, but it's only you know, about two hours at the drive. But the last time, I literally saw not one, not two, but eight dead animals on my way back from Austin to Fayetteville. 
Hey, but that's not the bayous. That's just like country. I feel like the bayous doesn't have like. I have no idea where the bayous even are, bro. <laughs> Like I'm just like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. Uh, I'm sure Texas okay, has well then, That's that's definitely country then. I mean, that's southern I, states I consider that country highway. I know? always can you not fucking climb on me like you're a goddamn monkey? Or country roads, CR I don't know, one forty nine. I don't know if that's actually a country road, but Yeah, the bayous are especially in Louisiana, it's basically swamp. Well, that's why I'm asking is, is I think of bayous as swamp, not as somewhere where a cow would be. I don't know. I've never, I personally have never had a cow in the bayou, but okay. I mean, I'm sure it's possible. Okay. Okay. okay continue. You said, I just, <laughs> I can't wrap my head around this. Just go on. <laughs> yeah. That's what you can't wrap your head around. The fact that there's a cow in the bayou, but the Rougarou, like he's there. I mean, I don't care, but why is there a cow in the bayou? And why is that common? Louisiana, let us know. <laughs> it's not known how the Rougarou began to exist. Some sources stated that it came about as a witch's curse. Others claim that, similar to werewolves and vampires, you have to be bitten by a Rougarou and you turn into a Rougarou. However... If you're able to keep your new identity hidden after you're bitten for 101 days, you will be granted humanity again. Therefore, so I, you are not a Rougarou 100% of the time. Or when you said werewolf, I just kind of that, you know, um, the full moon every month that they turn into Rougarous and then they have this ability. But is that true or is it false? Rougarous, they're human during the daytime. And, oh, wow, my next bullet. Um, <laughs> they're human in the daytime. And then when the sun goes down, they turn into a Rougarou. So not necessarily a full moon, but nighttime, yes, they do transform into Rougarous. Okay, but I have a question. Okay. I forgot it. Hold on. What was well, your then last I can't statement? help you. What, what you was your last you had statement? A question <laughs> that I, they oh, are human during days. the day. Okay. Yes. No, no. So the 101 days when they have to keep that, like they ha can't tell anyone they're a Rougarou. So they have to hide that from everyone or like they have to hide themselves in general from everyone. So like if I turned into a Rougarou today, I would have to fall off the face of the earth for 101 days. Or oh, no, you can still go out at night and attack people and kill them if you want and suck their blood and whatnot. Well, but, it says if you keep your identity hidden, so that right. means so that as long as, as nobody identity as a human. So as well, long as nobody knows is. that you that you Bryce are a Rougarou, as long as nobody knows that, then you are a okay. Okay, yeah. so that's what my question was. Like, I have to hide that I'm a Rougarou from everyone, but everyone can know I'm a human. I didn't have... Okay. Yes. Like, you yourself, you don't have to hide from anybody, but if you're married, you better just tell your husband that you're cheating and that's why you're not home at night. Because if he finds you. out for a Rougarou, then you're a Rougarou for the rest what if, of time. What if after a hundred... What <laughs> if after a hundred and two days, I finally tell... My husband that I'm not cheating on him. 
Oh, well, that's fine. Because after that 101st day, then you get your humanity back. Just but don't get issue, bitten again. The issue is that after that, he's already pieced out because he's like, fuck you all. And you have no evidence to say that you truly were a Rougarou. So now he really does think you were cheating. Yeah, pretty much. So Unless you're a Rougarou and you take a selfie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Wait, would you or, break your phone doing or, that though? You know what? You know what? Maybe. I could literally just like fucking take, you know, one of those, um, the time lapse videos on my phone, you know, of like me, like within the hour or whatever. And then like once it turns dark, you know, I fucking stop you do it that. and I turn Actually, into a Rougarou and then I show yeah. it to him after 102 days and I'll be like, I promise I'm not doing anything. Just listen. We're going to need that, that for scientific purposes. Yeah. Actually, that would the, be very The question useful. is, does that count as letting someone know, though? Like, you're documenting it. So do you then well, continue to be a root and root? Technically, you're documenting it to show after 100 days, right? But that means yeah, as that long you're... as it doesn't get uploaded to the cloud on its own and someone sees it, I think you're good. I'm just saying, like, maybe there's I mean, that might guys, not be a loophole. I mean, guys, we're not experts here, so if you're actually a Rougarou, then don't don't quote us on this shit. Yeah, okay. if you find yourself in this position, please do not use this as <laughs> credible information. <laughs> but if you we do are want very to credible, try it, <laughs> if you do want to try it and let us know the results, we'd really appreciate that. Strictly through email, don't come to my house. Yeah, please just keep, yeah. Bitch, keep your Rougarou ass you in, on somewhere. <laughs> the Rougarou are said to be, like I said earlier, incredibly dangerous and cunning. While in Rougarou form, they have all of the physical abilities that a werewolf does. So the increased agility, strength, and their heightened senses. But since they maintain their human intelligence, they're arguably more dangerous because you're dealing with intelligent werewolves. Um, they also have, this is my favorite part, they also have eyes that are fiery red, look like a demon's, and it's said to be, this is a quote, hazardous to a person's soul if they look directly into them. Directly in? Into their eyes. Hazardous? I think it's okay. just hazardous to look into anyone's eyes, isn't it? I don't make eye contact. I mean, I have an anxiety disorder, so for me, yes. <laughs> Every time that I talk to someone, I look into their eyes. Like, I mean, y'all, if you ever I met in person to. and you like talk to me, Bryce, mm -hmm. I would look directly into your eyes when you're talking. And That's then, fine. I do you know, too. When... <laughs> I but just yeah, but if you're like, to. you know, like if you're out in public and someone's just like burying a hole into your being, or, like staring at you, like don't look like, into their eyes. Like today, no, for example. Hold on, crackheads. I took. Well, I took the puppies to Petco today to look for a damn brush for them. I didn't find one. And I had about a thousand people staring us down. I was like, don't make eye contact. They're going to want to stop and pet the puppies. I don't have fucking time for this. Don't fucking do it. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to stare at people. I don't want to look into yeah. their eyes. Well, I mean, that's yeah. That's how it is know, at as work. As long as you, they're not, uh, like, talking to you, you know? If you know, even if they're head, talking to me. It's bad. I don't Have look people what? in the eyes when they're, like, begging on the street, you know, because then I feel like I, 
have cash on me. If you uh, lock eyes with a crackhead, they're going to, like, they're just, you're going to be there for about 10 minutes and they're going to tell you eight different stories and not finish any of them. You said it. Okay. <laughs> stories of the Rougarou are originally told to scare children into behaving and especially to keep them out of the dangerous swamps. They're also told, cannot wait to tell my daughter this, they're also told that if they misbehave, the Rougarou will come steal them out of their beds at night and bring them back to the swamps supposedly to be eaten. You okay. are a terrible mother. Why would you That's say that to terrible. you? I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Amanda who said I can't. I'm just saying that's not terrible because she's also oh, yeah. going to tell them about the Ibu Gogo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Okay. I plan to not traumatize my children, whatever that takes. And I will literally read 10,000 books from now up until the time that I'm pregnant, which will most likely be in about 15 years. But regardless of that, I will read so many books to... Not traumatize my children. Oh, I would I, just like to have kids. Don't care if they're traumatized or not. Just oh, I want to have kids too. But I'm looking forward now. to traumatizing them. But also, I'll get them a therapist. Um, I just okay. I gotta pay for mine. I can't afford a child, <laughs> so I bought a puppy instead. I'll give you one. The next oh. one we make has Bryce's name on it. <laughs> I call dibs. Okay. <laughs> Um, scaring children. Oh, it's also been said that Catholics were told stories of the Rougarou hunting down people who broke Lent. And French Catholics specifically were also told stories of turning into a Rougarou if you break Lent seven years in a row. Oh, damn. So, yeah, very much scared, uh, used to scare people in line. I like it. That's definitely like the fucking superstition about seven if you break glass you get seven years of bad luck you know mm -hmm. from stevie wonder superstition that's the only reason i know that <laughs> that's the jesus version don't break lint seven years in a yeah. row or you turn into a rougarou at least that's the rougarou jesus version i don't think that's the real <laughs> jesus version <laughs> to protect yourself from the rougarou you're supposed to put 13 objects like coins rocks beans something like that in front of your door which it's door believed the front door the back door the garage door which door if you want to be careful all of them yes <laughs> it's believed that once they turn into a rougarou people forget how to count to 13 because at that point they're only worried about midnight and the moon while they're in their rougarou forms so they get distracted and confused trying to count the objects and they never break into your house because they literally sit there counting over and over again until the sun comes up. And then they have to run away because they're about to turn back into a human. Wait, why are they concerned about the, why are they worried about midnight and about the moon? Well, because they turn back into humans when the sun comes up. So they but have to roughly they keep aren't track concerned. of time. But that's midnight. The sun okay, yeah, there's only like, 12 hours. Why are they concerned about the objects in front of the door? They because count they have to them. count? 
I oh, because because that. they think, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, I just, that would be like straight up OCD. Like, oh my god, I have to count these before I go back. Before well, I go that's into what I'm the thinking, house, is an OCD fucking werewolf. It's like, oh my god, there's I don't know how many. One, two, three, four. Fuck, I lost track. One, two, three. Fuck. <laughs> that's all I keep thinking. It's just like one, two, fuck. That's exactly how it goes, and they do that until sunlight and then you're just safe in your bed because they can't count but i thought she said that they could do math i said simple math you said some yeah (laughs) we will give you the the addition questions up till it (laughs) equals 12 and then james and i will take care of the rest (laughs) (laughs) actually james will take care of the rest (laughs) yeah he's good at that that's why he does the uh tips when we go out to eat i always do those too but well i'm gonna give you a little tip there amanda so what you do is you just do 10 percent. so you'll take if it's i don't know 15 dollars you move the decimal over and then you double that number and then you're paying them 20 percent. see that's what the problem my dad i can never does. remember that oh. that's what my dad always does literally that's how he taught me I just use my calculator on my phone or make my husband pay for food. You make your husband do it. That's easier. Nine times out of 10. Yes. 9.999 times out of 10. Yes. Usually I'll make Jack pay for the food and then I'll do the work. <laughs> then you know that's. So I'm almost done. Don't have much more. You can also throw salt at the creature and that will cause them to burst into flames. And they're also said to be deathly afraid of frogs, but nobody knows why, which is actually kind of sad considering they live in swamps. Like that would be like us being deathly afraid of light switches. Like imagine being deathly afraid of something that you cannot avoid. But I mean, they're they're technically like humans, right? And then they turn into this when they're... At when night, the sun goes down, per yeah. se. So, I mean, I've never get, get any fucking sleep. <laughs> Literally, because they're gonna have to go to work during the day, and then they have to go be a guru at night. What the fuck do they do for sleep? Well, funny you I say mean- that because I do mention <laughs> later on that there is a saying called "I made the guru," and that's for like. You didn't get any sleep last night. Like you tossed and turned all night or you were just like up and down. You didn't get any sleep last night. That's what you say. I made the Rougarou. I'm going to start saying that from now on. I made the Rougarou. Well, I mean. Okay. I'm just thinking about this from a psychological standpoint. (laughs) If you you do that on this podcast, we're all fucked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. This is actually in support of like the, the theory or whatever, right? So, essentially, with, and I don't want to say the wrong word, what is the movie where, um, the movie that portrays this man who kidnaps three girls, and the man has uh, multiple personalities, one is a kid, one is, um, a, an older woman, one is the man who kidnaps them one is blah 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 do you know what i'm i'm pretty sure he has 13 okay well it's a really good movie split that's the, split that's the movie 
and I forget the disorder that he had, but essentially with this, and y'all can just easily look it up on Google, I'm sure, but with this disorder and his multiple personalities, he essentially, while one personality is out and talking to, you know, people, then the other personalities are just sitting in a chair, essentially like in the backstage, kind of. And it's just like this black room or whatever. And, you know, they don't have a turn to speak. And so what I'm thinking is that when the Rougarou is, you know, up on stage, right? And he's talking to everyone around him in, you know, the actual facility that they're in, if this makes any sense, <laughs> then the actual person is just kind of sitting in this chair and just waiting for their turn to speak. And they could be sleeping, they could be doing whatever they feel, but that's just how they are. And then it's switched. So the Rougarou is sitting in the chair during daylight, and the actual person is like standing up in stage and to everyone that they are physically around if that does that make any sense that's kind of how i see it oh well the body still physically needs sleep that's all i was trying to say if you're able to shed the blood of the rougarou then they turn back into their human form and reveal their identity so those are really the only ways to kind of get them to leave you the hell alone so just so, if push comes to shove, if you're out in the bayou and you there's a rougarou, just throw a frog at it. Keep a frog in your fucking pocket. At all also, times. Also, let's if, create ooh. a pocket for your frog. Ooh, does that game Pocket Frogs count? I remember having that way forever ago. What the fuck is that? Pocket Frogs? Uh -huh. What the fuck? <laughs> it's literally, I remember having that in like middle school. It's like no. literally a game that just is frogs. Can you calm yourself down? Yeah, hey, Siri, count. what is the game Pocket Frogs? My dog is literally like... At the door. Pocket Frogs is a life simulation video game developed and published by Nimblebit for the iOS App Store and Google Play Store. That didn't give me much information. I just yeah, told, told you what it was. It's literally a game where you get a frog... You breed that frog, you get more frogs, and the cycle continues until you have all the frogs. That sounds mm -hmm. like pure hell for a Rougarou. Like, you roll them in salt, and just you just have salty frogs forever? Like, that's just their literal hell. So we could just give them pocket frogs? Yes. Okay. Regardless of how they came to be, the Rougarou's pretty firmly planted in Louisiana. The Audubon Zoo in New Orleans actually has a Rougarou exhibit complete with a statue, a life-size statue of the creature, because obviously. And that is that first photograph. That is the life-size exhibit in the Audubon Zoo. Hold on, wait, is this like an actual accredited, like they have other animals there? Like they're caring for lions and tigers and bears? Oh my, yes. <laughs> yeah, like it's an, actual zoo. it's an actual zoo, but this is an exhibit there as well. Because it's just it's just part of their culture at this point. Kind of like the Crichton Leprechaun and Mobile. Okay, I'll be honest, that picture 
does not look like what I thought a Rougarou was going to look like. Because, <laughs> let me just make sure that this is the first picture. Yeah. No, it, it literally does not look like it. Because, one, it's got right. huge-ass claws. It's got hairy-ass arms. It's got a hairy stomach. It's got hairy legs and huge-ass claws. I mean, I think of a human body to be just, like, straight up a human body. And then, you know, I mean, if it needs to, like, if the hair needs to blend in, you know, just that, a that, very hairy that the man. chest hair, you know, just, like, goes up, you know, and then, and then kind of, like, comes up, you know, like, gradually throughout the back, you know, that's totally fine. But I don't imagine it to be, I totally get if it's, like, a very hairy, but that is a very, 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 very <laughs> hairy man. I mean, I don't expect any man to have that much hair hey um not to interrupt but we have 12 minutes so amanda go. okay okay homa louisiana holds an annual festival dedicated to the cryptid rougarufest.org describes rougarufest as a free Wait, there's a website oh yeah for rougarufest there sure as shit is it okay. is rougarufest.com can we go Oh. Let me tell you about this okay. festival because I would love to go. It is a free family-friendly festival with a spooky flair that celebrates the rich folklore that exists along the bayous of Southeast Louisiana. They boast live mu music, cultural and children's activities, Cajun food, sign me up, and a fucking parade. There's also a Rougarou costume party, and the whole thing is just you come in costume. That's the deal. It's in October. And what's super cool is that all of the proceeds go to the South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center, which is a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to revolutionizing how people think, teach, and learn about Louisiana's disappearing coast. So it sounds just like a big ass Cajun party. And the proceeds go to uh, a good nonprofit. Really great. I I'd just like to say for the record that I love Cajun food. I just want to say for the record, when I go to that website, website it just says Rougarou Relief on it. And it doesn't have any links to anything aside from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And those links don't work. Yeah, I couldn't Great. get that to work either. I had to Google it. And then if you look at it on Google, it'll give you like scroll down a little bit and it'll let you click to a different part of the website, if that makes sense. I think I clicked on about Rougarou Fest. Well, that's annoying. Okay, go on. Yeah. But it is a very nicely done website, except for that part. Yeah. I'm and then the last, the last thing I already told you about, um... It's fairly common to hear people say that they made the Rougarou last night when they had trouble sleeping. And there's also a, I mean, there's a bunch of children's books, but one that I found and bought because obviously is called <laughs> One Two Rougarou by Alexis Broad. And okay. it's Do supposed to be here book? Wednesday. So <gasps> I will tell you more about it then. But it looks fucking adorable. I want to start a book club with our Patreons, by the way. Okay, but I'm going to be reading stupid shit, so you might I'm going to read, like, real shit with them, but... That's, the, that's it. That's oh. the rest of it. <laughs> oh, well, um, 
So now you have to read one, two, Ruguru. I I'm am very excited. very excited about one, two, Ruguru. Y'all, I'm going to share my screen real fast because I just clicked on, I just typed in Ruguru <gasps> Fest. And I've seen this one. I literally clicked on the first about Ruguru Fest page. And this is honestly creepy as hell. Not going to lie. Do y'all, do y'all fucking see this? What? What the f- It's what? fun for a great cause. Don't judge people's faces. <laughs> well, that's obviously edited, right? That's not actually no, it real. Looks, it looks like a character. Yeah. It she just was looks a- like a character. Not really, but I trust you. She looked like she was dressed up as a Rougarou. Like, as a transforming Rougarou or something. I don't think there was... Wow. Since we have to wrap up, because we have seven minutes, because James is going to kick you out in about six minutes, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hell on Heels podcast. And also on Facebook, Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, you can donate through Patreon. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Linktree by going to https colon slash slash linktr.ee slash Hell on Heels podcast, where you will find links to all of our things and all of the things that we have. Um, big shout out to Amanda's husband, James, for creating our intro bop. Not a big shout out for him for making us hurry, but that's a different issue. Be sure to like, <laughs> review, and subscribe on whatever platform you guys listen. And if we're not on your preferred listening platform, please let us know when we'll work on getting those episodes up on those channels. Thank you guys so much for listening to Hell on Heels. This has been another fun episode and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.